Welcome to episode 181 of A Pint with Shawnee B. I'm here with the Don. Hello. When we last uh, spoke, we were in the throes of Omicron and worry and as if a switch was switched. The panorama's cancelled. Yeah, mad. In Ireland, we are uh, back to almost normal. Even evil, nefarious employers are saying, no, you must come back and work in the office. They took all the yellow stickers off. Yeah. yeah. All gone. So, yes, you know, wherever you are in the world, clearly Omicron was a blessing of sorts, if you believe in that sort of thing, which we don't on this podcast. But, you know, it could equally have been that Omicron was going to be just as virulent like measles and catchable and twice as deadly. But there have been some epidemiologists who have predicted that this was going to happen. Well, that's what happens with paninis. They they burn themselves out eventually and luckily we didn't know what way yeah. Omicron was going to go, but it was the one that kind of turned it into a cold. Great. I realise some people are going to be listening from countries where they haven't cancelled it yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but anyway, uh, help in the shape of Omicron is on the way. <laughs> We got banned from Facebook. So this was the other thing that happened. We were putting out a, I think about three episodes ago, where we were... Cow nappies. Was it the... Well, it was, it was Omicron. It was the Omicron episode. And we were reviewing our friend Donald O'Neill's movie in it. And oh, yeah. that episode got banned off Facebook. And you got banned off Facebook. I In a separate incident, I got a Facebook ban hammer, which was outrageous. It was fucking outrageous. Now, I'd been threatened not once, not twice, but thrice in the past year. Thrice. And me in the fucking height of lockdown. Now, bear in mind, the first lockdown, didn't they get rid of my cigarettes? I couldn't have menthol ones anymore. So they've done that to me. I'm sitting at home. I'm homeschooling. Of course, I'm going to get narky. Everyone's online. Everyone's getting narky. So because I said the odd thing, I got warnings. And it's usually when someone's a dick to you and you're a dick back and then they go fucking running and telling teacher and rat on you. What we've discovered is if you make a comment... You don't have to say men are stupid, but if you make a comment where the word men and stupid appear, you're probably going to get either a little tap of the ban hammer, but once you've got three strikes, they're going to ban you. So I got banned for saying that something made me feel stabby. But what you won't get banned for, you'll notice um, if you get a rape threat, which frequently happens, and you report that, no rules have been broken. So you can't, so just fire ahead and do that. That's grand. But I got banned anyway. I got banned altogether for a couple of days and then it was like you can take part but you can't comment in on any groups or like anything and that went on for a bit and then like every time I was nearly done they introduced a new one so the new one was uh, your posts which was supposed to be over today and I just looked because I've been waiting for today and apparently there's another three days until they change their mind or something else but you know what the last punishment is it's this bitchy little your posts will be moved lower in the news feed and I'm like how fucking that's so 14 year old girl my posts will be lower in the news feed and I Incidentally, I don't need Facebook's help because mine appear quite high. I still get quite... Mm. And you know why? Because I take part. I have comment sections that are very entertaining. So I don't need like I don't need Facebook's help for me to appear high in people's news feed. I am that relevant. Fuck off. Well, you know, what's interesting here is what happened with the podcast because... And it, it, I'm, t- I'm talking to a computer, clearly, you know. So it's an algorithm has basically caught... The podcast is about Omicron, it's about Cobra Chronicles, which is Donald's movie, which is right-wing propaganda bullshit, mainly apologies to Donald, I'm sure it's full of facts and we talk about this every day and it's all the numbers are correct, but it's just cherry-picking for an agenda, I'm not even sure it's nefarious, I don't know what the agenda is, just asking questions, Chief, as they say, just being 
critical thinkers. But anyway, that was movie was mentioned in it and uh, climate change was mentioned in it. So it gets banned and then I can protest the ban. I can appeal the ban. Yeah. So they go away for three days and then they write back and say, well, we've had a very, very intense look at this. And we've, you know, they write to you like this and say, yeah, but we're, we're upholding the ban. And I'm like, you know, I, I wrote to them and said we were satire. Uh, you know, at some point you're now deciding what's funny and what's not funny. Those of you listening to this show will know that over the course of the COVID debacle, we've been pretty much on the mm. right side of everything. Well, in fairness, one thing that I will say is that we spout a lot of opinions, mm. right? But we are very, very careful about facts. And if ever we have gotten a fact yeah. wrong, we come back and we go, I said this on such and such a day. That was actually slightly inaccurate. Yeah. It turns out this is the case, so I want to address that. So we might have strong opinions, but we're very, very careful about putting out facts. We don't fake news it. So I asked them to reevaluate it. Given that, they come back and they say it's been upheld. They're not. They're continuing to ban the episode. And guess what I did? I rewrote the blurb of the podcast. So I changed the actual description. I took out Omicron. I took out COVID Chronicles. I took Trigger out, words. I took out uh, climate change. And I left other stuff in. And I put the exact same podcast back up on the site. And hey presto, it's approved. Same thing happened with YouTube. So now we're in this position where the censorship board of Facebook and I'm sure everyone who gets censored doesn't feel they deserve to be censored because it's freedom of speech or whatever the hell they're spreading they think is true. But there is no human interaction. So clearly what's just happened is I've gone and taken it down. I've put it back up with a different blurb. No one's listened to it. It just goes straight up. And it's the exact same well, material. There actually is human interaction. So there's like an algorithm that picks it up. And yes, they have they have certain words and then they have a combination of certain words. For instance, men and stupid. Mm-hmm. Like there are certain things that set it off. And then you protest it and somebody working for Facebook looks looks through it. Now, I combed carefully through it and we're upholding the ban means I couldn't be fucked listening to your fucking podcast. Fuck that. Because yeah. I don't get paid enough. Yeah. Uh, and who could blame them? Uh, yeah. An article that of how well paid Facebook employees are, hmm. uh, except the, the, they're high up. The ones that do the actual work, which yeah. is that. Surfs. are They're not paid. They're, they're outsourced yeah. and they get paid fuck all. Yeah, and that, you know, probably is slave labor-esque and they're probably young people and they're mm. probably a bit dim, dare I say it. And so you're actually allowed, you're deciding what is free speech or what is allowed and what is it's being decided at this very, very junior base level, mm. which I think is worrying. And it's the town square. Well, Sam Harris made this point that it, it's not the town square because these are privately owned companies. And he said that, you know, maybe the government should privatise Twitter and then it's the town square and then well, everything goes No, I agree. The Donald thing is, it is on. the town square. It oughtn't to be, yeah. but it is. So, and I've I've long since said that, like, fair enough, the internet moved fast and so did, but I'm not, I mean, maybe it's all happening in some clandestine meeting and they've got it all covered, they just haven't run it by Darren. But, like, I'm not seeing any mention of a, an international board. Like, there needs to be a global, yeah. but we have the UN, we have, yeah. there needs to be one for the internet because it is global and it's, people spend most of their time online but again like like climate change and like the mistakes you made in covid this idea of some sort of global global oversight on the internet has been talked about for fucking 20 years yeah and no one has bothered doing anything about it and has allowed us to sleepwalk our way into the metaverse or whatever Mm. the hell we're sleepwalking our way into where we're going to be consumed by our phones by technology whether we like it or not. Yeah. And anyone who's protesting, you know, yeah, uh, let me see. There's been not one... Co- it's, it's exactly like climate change. You know, mm. oh, we, 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 we've got till 2030. Yeah, okay. I mean, you can sit and bitch and moan, but if you take Facebook, for example, 
and Zuckerberg and everyone gives out about him and like, geez, I'm not here to defend him. I'm just saying when somebody, when it's, when either something else takes over and is more powerful than Facebook or somebody buys over Facebook, whichever, mm. at some, whoever the next Zuckerberg is, well, I hope it's as nice as the one we have at the moment because we're mm. absolutely fucked. It's, it's crazy how much power whoever is in control of the town square has. Little Ozymandias emerges from <laughs> yeah. burning Siberia. But we're sitting there kind of complaining about all the problems and, and the effect it's had on democracy and the way that... And like valid complaints. But I'm not hearing anybody go, I'm really terrified when someone bad takes over. Yeah. So Facebook, if you're listening, it was episode 175. And if, you, if you're feeling all like you've got egg all over your face, well, you should have egg in your face because you didn't... But you banned something. You didn't listen to what you were banning. And uh, you upheld the ban uh, without even listening to what you were banning. So, you know, if you're just going to ban something because of the way it's 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 pitched, um, it's laziness. It's laziness, and and you know, the, I mean, the other thing about Facebook, and the same thing happened on YouTube, is you know, nightly YouTube will have Hannity or Tucker Carlson, mm. or and they're just like not all the time, but by and large, spouting absolute horseshit. Mm. You know, like they're not journalists. They're fucking they're 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 like the day to day. They're 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 fake news. They are fake they're the ones who call fake news. I've noticed this. Yeah. The ones who call fake news are the people who do the most fake news. The one who call the rise of fascism are actually the fascists. Yeah. You know, it's like it's Antifa can be quite fascist. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um and I'm still, so um, we had a request, you know, you're still off the um, cigarettes. Yes, pretty, pretty much, you know. Um, it's been an interesting month in that regard. Well done. I went off the booze as well. I mean, I've been studying some, uh, at the Don's suggestion, some cognitive behavioral therapy books or a book. And um, it's been quite helpful on a number of levels. But, you know, if you're, if you're trying to go off smoking, and again, I'm far from out of the woods yet, and I may, this time next podcast, I may have relapsed and be sitting here. Three smoking, cigarettes hanging out of your smoking, mouth. <laughs> smoking like puffing Billy. Um, but, you, you know, there, there, was, there was some funny sort of ways that I was framing it. Obviously, if I, I wasn't drinking during the month, which helps an awful lot because you're... If you're drunk, you'll go, oh, I just have one cigarette. And literally that, just having that one cigarette is a killer because it kind of goes, you've broken the cycle. You've, you've given up. You can go, oh, I'm shit. I'm not, you know, I might as well stay yeah. smoking. Um, so about a week, about a week and I, I had no cigarettes. I had roll-ups and I started, uh, one night I decided because it was too much pressure building. It was like, yeah. you're, you're going to, you're giving up. You've done it for 12 days. Oh, and it wasn't that I wanted one, but I said, I don't want to be just here. Have you had a smoke yet? Have you had it? Like, yeah. I said, yes, yeah, so I did. I, I you kind of nearly up. needed to have that. Yeah. At three in the morning, I rolled one up and smoked it. And, uh, then I was like, yeah, I did, I, I had one. And did you enjoy it? I didn't enjoy it, no. Did it take a lot of the pressure off and you it went, did. well, great, yeah. yeah. But there were things like, you know, when you start looking at people outside smoking and it was like, you know, I, I was saying to the Don, imagine if you had like a sort of a contraption that you strapped to the exhaust of a car and you went down to a car park uh, with two little tubes coming out of it and the two of you stood at the back of your dad's car or your mum's car or your car uh, and just turned on the engine and started <laughs> getting a bit of a hit from the fucking carbon monoxide. Don't take too much or you might collapse. Sean, you say this to a person who smoked joss sticks as, as a child <laughs> out the back yeah. garden. So, so, that so was stressed was and, and the other was, imagine if like when you turned 54, if you survived to 54, that you were allowed to give up smoking. 
It was like, oh my God, what happened? Sean just It's like retiring. You yeah. get to retire from smoking. You can stop smoking now. Yeah, fair play. Jeez, I thought Jesus, that was going to imagine the money he's got yeah. to save yeah. as well. Yeah, because yeah, the money... Like, what are you going to do I, with I your pension? I probably smoked about 200,000 cigarettes and about or 10,000 packs and about 100 grand I've spent in my life on smoking. So there's that element. And then the last one was... Smoky doesn't really give you as much of a buzz. I was going to imagine if you had to give up drinking or smoking. So you can't have a glass of wine, you can't have mm. a whiskey late night, you can't have a pint with your friends. Both would be hard, but like the smoking, you go, okay, well, at least it's worth it. Whereas yeah. the drinking, aside from how hard it would be, you'd also be a bit fucking disgusted and going, oh, I fucking hate that I had to do that. Yeah, but even with weed, like you get a buzz off when yeah. you get like, you can go somewhere, you can travel or if you get nicely drunk. But a smoke, it's like, it's kind of like caffeine, coffee, like yeah, I can't survive my day without my first hit of co- coffee. Yeah, you can probably, you know, get over it. So the, so there's, a, but it is a hook. I mean, like, you know, we occasionally will have a, a joint and it's like, now nah, that's the next challenge. How do I smoke yeah. a joint and not be a smoker? And so there's all that stuff to come. But thinking about ways in which you can frame it that are kind of funny, amusing and kind of real, you realise. I mean, the issue I gave up is I should have given up at 50. I should have given up at 45. I should have never started. But, you know, when you get to 53, 54, you go, right, this is now going to be unsustainable. And if if I haven't got cancer already, I'm going to get it from this. So, like, what do you want? Hmm. And then I have a girlfriend who I want to do it for. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, look, the thing is, like, oh, she still smokes, by the way. I do, yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm a fucking bitch when I haven't had a cigarette. That's the thing. I'm an absolute bitch because I can go a good few hours if I'm busy. Like, let's say... I have to, I'm trying to get the kids back to school and I have to go and get fucking clothes and this and I've drive away, I drive to the big shopping centre that's a good bit away. So I'm there a few hours, or bollocks tired, bring them to McDonald's, get a few, get some to eat and then you get caught in traffic, you're an hour and a half home. So it could happen where I collect the kids from school at two or three and I don't get home until seven. That's happened. And I, like I'm not, um, you, you, if you park in an underground car park well yeah. you're not going to start standing outside the car to have a cigarette but I can't smoke in the car with the kids so that that has happened I'm busy but I realise by the time I get home I'm a fucking raging bitch and we're all very relieved that I've had a cigarette yeah, there's the addiction talking though so there, there is that's what but I also do you know it's the um, right so you're 21 years older than me I'm playing catch up so uh, as an act of love I'm still smoking <laughs> Yeah. And as a lack active love, you're giving it up. But I mean, talking. well, no, but I, I, I did start it because I was like, well, I didn't want to live. So for for any girls who are listening, who are who are single and, you know, who are feeling like they're maybe being left on the shelf, they're not satisfied with their current boyfriend situation. They're not, they, whatever. They You need to have a man in your life. I've got the perfect way to do this, which, well, let's see what you think of it. Okay. Basically, what you do is you have to find a man who doesn't smoke. Ugh. Which is easy. Oh, but they're a pain in the hole. All right. But Sanctimonious. Let's just, go, let's just say it's not you. We're talking about okay. another, uh, a lonely heart who's out there listening in the dark in Austria. Because we get people listening in from Austria. And you're in the dark and it's snowy and it's just, it's, it's January and you want to find a man for the new year. So you find a man who's a non-smoker. Right. And, you know, who you like and you get on with and you end up having sex and you end up like so you start the relationship but as soon as he comes into your life and into your bedroom or you into his the only rule is you have to wake up before he does we do that anyway to do our makeup don't worry and you have to fall asleep this is a tricky one before he does sorry after he does yeah we do that anyway so you so the classic the man you know you have sex the man rolls over falls asleep starts snoring you reach into your handbag or bedside drawer locker whatever and you take out a nicorette patch and you put it gently on his back. Okay? 
You then go to sleep, wake up in the morning before him, remember, and very gently take the patch off his back. And you do this every single time you're in bed with him. All the time, all the time, every day. He doesn't smoke. Yeah. And then if ever he leaves you, if ever you break up, and he's you at have home a row, you don't speak for a few days. You can't house, And you're, he will just be getting withdrawal symptoms and he'll think it's you. And as soon as he comes back and you have the makeup sex, reach into your handbag and take out another Nicorette patch and very gently put it on his back. What I love is only a man can come keep, up with this. What I love... And men always think we're going to trap you and women are so manipulative, but only a man can come up with this. But when I, first of all, I will repost and return serve Nadal style on that one because I am astonished when I tell that story mm. how many women go that's actually a really fucking clever idea I think I'll <laughs> try that someday yeah but that doesn't mean that they're like actually going to try it it's it more, does we well, like murder podcasts no, but like know, we, but most of us aren't burying many people under our patios if you think that's pure genius send us a text uh, <laughs> so, that, so that's I mean the, it's clever how to win a man through smoking patches Anyway, you know, on, on the band thing, it, it was it, we're, we're talking. This podcast is all about the Spotify situation with Joe Rogan and Neil Young and whatnot. Have you a hot take on that? So I am actually a massive fan of Neil Young, and what I have not, what I've not enjoyed about the discourse surrounding this is all people going, "Oh, he's old anyway," and like nobody likes Neil Young. I mean, who, who gives a fuck about him? I appreciate that Joe Rogan probably brings in more income. I get that, but. I am appalled by the amount of people older than me who do not, cannot name a Neil Young song and think he's completely irrelevant. And I'm going, sorry, what? So I'm a big fan of Neil Young. I see Joni Mitchell rode in as well. Love Joni. Um, I, she rode in on a horse with no name. I know. <laughs> <gasps> sorry. Most people won't get that because no one knows who he is. That's the only Neil Young song I know. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> That's Probably. actually America. It's the name of the song. I got this. No, it's, it's a band that Neil Young was part of. Oh, okay, right. Um, but what about Heart of Gold? Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking excellent song. Yeah, yeah. Well, after the Gold Rush. Yeah, vaguely. That's Harvest Moon. No. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, right. So, yeah. But Joe Rogan's a dick. He's a dick. I can't, he's also not funny. I can't fucking abide him. My yeah. issue with Joe Rogan in general is he's just a bully. He's not clever. He's not funny. He's a gym bro, and he's just, yeah. and he has the same behavior that we all know those gym bros. They're yeah. kind of. You know, in here, you get them, like, they're taxi drivers. Like, and we're just asking questions, right? Bugs. We're just he's asking questions. The data doesn't lie, right? The data, you he, just want to be a critical thinker. He's like that big brother that tries to trap you in a corner and he yeah. goes, oh, well, congratulations, you won. You're still a dick. I didn't think of anything you had to say. I didn't take on any of your points because you won by being a fucking bully. You didn't actually make a point. So I can't stand the cunt, right? However... Yeah, there is a big however. The, the, the big however, while I love Neil Young and can't fucking stand Joe Rogan, I still think, well, you're quite entitled to say I'm not taking part in this platform. If you're going to have that dick, I don't like the company I'm keeping. Fine. But I do not like censorship. There has to be censorship to an extent. So the idea of saying being completely free speech or completely censorship is not realistic. I'm not a fan of cancel culture or censorship. I think we should do everything we can to avoid it unless we absolutely, absolutely mm. have to. I'm well, not I mean, down with that, but I also think Neil Young just didn't want his fucking shit on Spotify to begin with. Yeah, that's what Sam Harris was saying. He's saying like this is a these are privately owned platforms, mm. and they can decide who they want on or want off the yeah. platform. Okay, so in Twitter's case, Jack Dorsey can go. I don't want Donald Trump on here because he's spreading division and yeah. whatever. And everyone goes, "Oh, Donald Trump's you know you're you're killing free freedom of speech." I mean, Joe Rogan in his mea culpa, which was clearly something that he 
Spotify tried to do just to make it go away. He he did make the point. He said, like, if this time last year you were saying cloth masks don't really prevent COVID transmission, if if you were saying last year, you know, 10 months ago that vaccines stopped transmission of the disease or that you were were unlikely to catch the disease, Uh, or if you said um, that uh, the virus was... uh, created in a lab, which is there's more evidence becoming more apparent that that might have mm. been the case, you would have been banned because the general consensus of the time did not allow for those things. And so his point would be, well, we were making, we were, and to Donald O'Neill's point, we were just asking questions, you know, we're just, a, you know, but the problem is, and so yes, you have to let him on, but the problem is he goes away when he gets, you know, he, he doesn't come on. None of these people who are conspiracy driven wear it when they're wrong yeah. never heard Donald go oh ivermectin was a fucking scam I mean, they're doubling down on ivermectin mm. or hydrochloroquine or all this stuff and it's like you know the, all of these conspiracy guys got really lucky with Omicron because Omicron went away now you know I even spoke to Donald this morning about that I said well you know Stadler his epidemiologist got it right and said this was going to happen yeah he did but yeah, lots of and people so did, didn't. All, so did lots of the epidemiologists that were saying that we should be careful <laughs> yeah, about COVID exactly. that we should do the right thing so, that's not genius that's every fucking that's how pandemics work yeah. and the one I mean? question I can't get an answer to from these guys two of them one is what is an acceptable amount of death right mm. my friend Donald will go 10% 10% okay right just pulled out of where 10% above normal death in a year in a country, right? That's what he thinks is allowed. Yeah, so who's, who's in the 10%? That. We should wear that. Well, Let's exactly. all line up and, and who gets... Before you get there, how many deaths? And the second thing is, what happens if... And I know it didn't happen this way, but if the first COVID was as transmissible as measles, which yeah. is what Omicron is, and as vicious as Alpha and Delta, yeah, right, where the bodies are piling up, health systems collapse armies in the street would bring out your dead and fucking throw them into a truck and then put them in a limestone yeah. grave. Now, none of them can answer that question. They all faff it and poof it and say, well, that, they'd say something like, well, that's not what happened. But back then, yeah. they were all conspiracy theorizing the, the, the COVID thing. Then they were, t- his movie opens on the Princess Concordia or whatever ship, the cruise ship yeah. that caught it, you know, and looking at the data that never lies there. And they're just cherry picking data. So, my problem is I don't understand the agenda. I don't know. They're, they're clearly trying Arrogance. to break society. No, it's, 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 a, it's a breaking society div- division. It's a Trump agenda. It's yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't buy that there's actually uh, malicious, I, I am going to get off on fucking society. Up. I, I, like you've ne- I've never met anyone that pushes this agenda that I haven't found deeply arrogant and substandard and somebody who thinks that they're brighter than they are and feels entitled to be the person at the microphone but are not intelligent enough to ever get to the microphone the proper way so they have to find this conspiracy mm. side note. Yeah. Like it's, it's the same personality. I mean, you find milder versions and better versions but it's basically people who are too stupid to be someone important in the official one, but they fancy themselves. The, the other, we've said this many times in the podcast, that the, the left is absolutely imploding too. Oh, God, and yeah. is is, uh, is embarrassing oh, yeah. at this stage. And so that's giving great fuel to the fire. But the fire is, there is a rise in anti-Semitism in hatred of other and yeah. immigration and Nazism and mm. all that kind of stuff in Europe and in America. We're talking today as Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, who uh, many have earmarked as the next great strongman president for America, is distancing himself from uh, criticizing uh, Nazi Nazi um, protests in Orlando over the weekend, which 
or death to Jews, you're a fucking Jew, you know, all that sort of stuff coming out. So, oh, well, and they, oh, it's de- that's Democrats. And, and just yesterday, Donald Trump, in one of his rants, announced that he would pardon anyone prosecuted for the capital attacks if he got back into power. He would, he would okay. let them off. Go figure. Anyway, I, so I, I don't understand, but we clearly need at this stage to work out the mistakes that were made and mistakes were made all over the place. Mm. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, the, the, the thing about the vaccine was the vaccine came along with a great recured and then it was like, uh, might not be so good in terms of transmission. And that was brought reported and you're going to get it. Yeah. Okay. But it still protects you from dying, which is the main thing, right? Which they keep forgetting. And right? it does reduce transmission. That's the thing that people yeah. seem to forget the whole time. Yeah. If you're fucking shedding for four days rather than 14 days, well, how many people did you shed to? Exactly. I mean, look, the vaccines are at least a thousand times safer than the actual infection yeah now i'm using that term if anyone's listening who wants to put it might be 800 or it might be 2000 times i mean a lot a lot of times you know yeah you know that myocarditis <laughs> thing that swelling of the heart that you might get from a vaccine do you know what else gives you myocarditis fucking covid <laughs> and we had the novax oh uh, novax Djokovic incident all in the middle of all this speaking of yeah vaccines. i mean i just like he's fucking 34 and mommy and daddy had to come out and speak up for him. <laughs> My ma didn't give a bollocks when I was banned off Facebook. Yeah. And that was outrageous. Did she say a fucking word? Not a word. And I said it to her because she has me fucking acquaintance and she doesn't know how to fix it. But she fucking must have done it at some point. And I said it to her. I said, by the way. Out. I was like, by the way, you never like any of my fucking stuff unless she owns it because I fucking tag him. So you have me acquaintance. And I was like, you didn't fucking stick up for me. And I said it as well. And I said, go back and fucking like it. She didn't fucking like it. So my ma didn't stick up for me. But no, Novak's. I have no fucking money. Right, I'm on the fucking welfare. I'm in my ma's house and she still didn't feel the need to stick up for me. Novax is fucking minted. Yeah. And his mammy and daddy, and like as if it didn't make a bigger tit of him. Boo-hoo, I didn't get my way. My son, my son. And I mean, the chap believes in fucking, that you can control the molecules in water by your emotion because it hears you. It hears the things that you're saying yeah. and you control the molecules in water. And the poor babby didn't get to visit his friend. You know who his friend is? His friend is a Brazilian fig tree at just outside Melbourne, who he, he An likes to... actual fig tree? Yeah, right. literally. Uh, who he likes to uh, climb and become at one with. Right. So he didn't get there. And at the risk of being racist towards Serbia, he's also a Serb and they were all getting up on their racist high horses themselves. Um, as I said, the, the Serbs don't tend to believe in um, having any discussion about what your ethnicity or whether you're, what your status is in your country and tend to go straight for the old cleanse if it's yeah. not too soon um, well we found and then out what happened was uh, what happened was Novak Djokovic which you, uh, the, the silver lining is he's always going to be called Novak from now on I which know. is great and also I was watching it happening and I'm a bit of a gambler and I thought you know what I'm going to bet on Nadal because in the, in the bookie market Novak was favourite and I said he's going to be kicked out so I backed Nadal at 8 to 1 10 or each away 140 euros back when he did the most amazing thing last weekend that worked out nicely didn't it coming back to 5 from 2 sets to love down and the other nice five. thing that happened is after all these years after all these years we finally found out what that is we did we did like a bat into hell as I call it <laughs> she is of course referring to the death of meatloaf I would do anything for love but I won't do that clearly that is get a vaccine yeah meatloaf succumbed to coronavirus too but it's not real it's all a hoax like a bat out of hell now he's gone and the morning comes anyway um, see about the two lads in Carlo yeah so then as as Covid went away 
other stories start coming back on the agenda. Yeah. We have a bit of a downer one coming up, but yeah, this is the the Carlo Post Office. Yes, the, there was there was two Only in Ireland. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, there was two lads uh, who <laughs> went into a post office with uh, the deceased. <laughs> They they dragged. They didn't even have a wheelchair. They, they they drug in a dead a dead man to collect his pension. So what had happened was one of them was his nephew, and like they were junkies, like. But they they'd gone down earlier to collect his pension that day, and they were sent away. And they were like, "Oh fuck, we know he has to be with you, right? Okay." So then they went back and got the uncle and dragged him down the street into the fucking post office, and they copped the like behind the, the girls in the post office in the shop. Rang the guards, obviously, and they were arrested. Yes, weekend at Bernie's, our own very special one. I mean, like, just, you know, to put that two guys decide to bring a dead body into the post office to claim the pension money and run away, leaving the dead body in the post office when they realise they've been rumbled because they have a dead body with them. I mean, anyone who wants to question our position on the stupidity of of the human race, let's just start there. Look... The thing is, chap's dead anyway. You can see the point if, like, if there are addiction issues there and money is. You know, I'm not. I'm not defending it, but the outrage and horror. I'm kind of going. Well, I mean, mm. no sense letting the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm to collect, it's Children's Day today, actually. Ooh, Mickey Money Day. But let's say today is Mickey Money Tuesday, and God forbid something happened to one of my kids. Well, I wouldn't necessarily report it. For I mean, you may as well get the two hundred eighty quid first. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I'm not being harsh about that. But like, I'd be one forty down if something happens to one of my kids. Well, I mean, just go and fucking collect it first. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, you, you you can see you can see the benefit. You can see the benefit anyway. Uh, the child benefit. <laughs> <laughs> Only in Ireland, it's one of the charming things about living here. Stuff like that happens. I mean, those of you around the world who are um, avid followers of Rachel Maddow and some of those shows will know that the Irish fishermen have. Um, really succeeded in uh, moving the entire Russian Navy off yeah. our coast. Uh, Federer played them. Uh, the, I mean, you know, we're also got a rumbling of World War Three going on here with bloody Ukraine and with your man out in North Korea throwing out a few shapes as well, bomb ICBMs, or no, not quite ICBMs. So the whole thing could go fucking tits up real quick, real quick, you know? Yeah, but at least it'll be something fresh because I'm bored. Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Anyway, the Irish fishermen... Their, their uh, languistine Dublin Bay prawn season begins today and their Russians had said that we're going to be doing live ammunition rounds. They're basically, the Russians are moving over the undersea cables that link America to Europe, sort of saying, you know, we can always cut these anytime we want to. And so the Irish fishing fleet went, and actually they went to the Russian ambassador. And do you know what his surname is? What? Filatov. He's a fillet of fish. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> that's true. Look it up. The Russian, the Russian ambassador to Ireland is Mister Filatov, fillet of fish, and he, <laughs> he, he listened to the fisherman and said, "Okay," and rang. Obviously, gave old Vlad a fucking call and said, "Listen, mate, there's a whole bunch of lads out here who want who are doing their fish, and they only got a few weeks of." More. So they're going to be there while we're... And the thing is, I do actually love Dublin Bay Bay Prawns, so could you not? And so the next thing is... they say they bought him a few bottles of fucking whiskey. That's what the fishermen do when they want their way. Yeah, this became a kind of a a cause celeb around the world because it was a bit paddywhackery because you had all these cork fishermen going, we're going out now on our boats and... I wonder where they came from. 
dorset all of a sudden. But yeah. no, they were got you know, the, the Irish accent and they were doing that. And they probably just know, got that the lads down from Killy Beggs because they'll frighten the shite out of you. They've got that Nordy thing going on. There's a bit of whiskey there. You're not sure is it Putin? And, la- and they just, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'd say the lads from Killy Beggs just confused him into it. Yeah. And so they won. And so the lad said, okay, we'll move it back a few miles, a few hundred nautical miles, nautical miles. And so they're now going to be starting their little war games closer, probably to the Azores. The Azores will be going, fuck off. (laughs) Just trying to get our, just trying to get our tourism off the ground for the first time. Anyway, the Azores belong to Portugal. I was always kind of wanted to go there. If anyone's listening from the Azores, or if if someone could listen from the Azores this week, it'd be nice to be able to put that on um, strangest place upon which one of you listen to. And write to us if you're from the Azores. And and if you have a guest bedroom. Chance you can see the Russian or hear them, hear them blowing themselves up, and then in 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 upsetting, depressing, and unfortunately all too regular news, we had another lone twenty three year old girl out jogging at four in the afternoon along a canal towpath in Tullamore County, Offaly, attacked and just murdered out of nowhere by a guy who they caught. Yeah, so fun's over. I fully intend on having a rant. And I'd like to preface this because I know a couple of you are going to be listening and are going to be pissed off. And then some of you are going to ring Sean and say, why is she? Why does she hate men so much? It hurts my feelings. <laughs> fuck off. Just fuck off. And I wasn't going to go on about this. In fact, Sean said it to me the other day and I said, oh, you know, we've done that episode before. We have. And you know when I'm stop, going to stop fucking doing it? When you stop fucking killing us. So too bad. I'm so sorry if it's upsetting. But I have a pain in my fucking hole with not all men and this negative talk about men okay not all men but all women we are scared all the time we have reason to be scared all the time and i have a pain in my fucking hole with men who go uh not anyone i hang around with yes anyone you hang around with people you hang around with sean there are people you hang around with that i will not be left alone in a room with because i go fuck no and you always turn out make take two years but you go oh fuck that's why i didn't know that's why i follow you to the toilet I don't, I don't, I realise that there are good men out there that don't tolerate shit, that go, I wouldn't hang around with someone if I knew that they were like that. I don't doubt that. But stop pretending you don't all have friends that are like that. You do, you just haven't seen that side of them. Or maybe you have and you're fucking tolerating it. Mm. But that's the point. Stop saying it's not happening. It fucking is. Stop making us your daughters or your wives or your sisters in order to matter. The whole fucking hashtag for Ashing Murphy was she was just going for a run. Well, I wasn't going for a run. I was going out to get shit faced. I was going out clubbing. I was going out clubbing with the money that I get for being a single mother. And I'm not a teacher. I'm not a moon tour. And I'm not running down Ashing Murphy. But the fact is, she was just the perfect Colleen. She was the nicest girl. She was a primary school teacher. She was into all of her fesh kill and all of her uh, trad music and just gorgeous and the apple of her family's eye so good around the community all those things and that's great i'm none of those things but the fact that she was that is not what happened she is a woman and she's been stripped of her womanhood by being the lovely colleen by being moon tour ashling by being the young girl and i don't know her boyfriend's name he's in the background the whole time but we just forget about that because all i all i've seen is her dad and i'm not I, I I can't begin to imagine her her family's hurt and her parents hurt, but the entire coverage was that she could have been anyone's daughter. She was the perfect Colleen. And I'm going, as if this country doesn't hate women, we're going to pat ourselves on the back and say, because we, we voted to repeal the eighth, grand, we don't hate women. We fucking do. 
And it's not just this country, but I'm going to fucking focus on that. That the fact that we had to make her a Madonna in order for it to matter. The fact that the boyfriend, she's with him years. He's in the background. But no, no, let's focus on her dad playing the Furies when we, when you were sweet 16. Heartbreaking. But like, it didn't, it didn't matter otherwise. Mm. Like that's, we had to make her respectable enough. And like, I'm fucking furious because today is St. Bridget's Day, which means yesterday was 38 days since Anne Lovett died. Anne Lovett, for anybody who's, anybody who's Irish knows. Years. Sorry, 38 years. I beg your pardon. Anyone who's, who's not Irish might not know who Anne Lovett is. Irish people will. Anne Lovett was 15 and she gave birth in Granard and County Longford. It was in secret. There had been rumours that she was pregnant. She gave birth beside a grotto and she hemorrhaged to death and it was a stillborn baby. It was very, very sad. And a couple of days later on The Late Late Show, Gay Byrne used to read the headlines. The Late Late Show is the sort of you know, Friday night show, which one in three people tuned into uh, to watch. It was like the Tonight Show, but at a time when there was only one TV station. Yeah. So Gay Byrne is like Uncle Gabo. Everybody loves Gabo. And he was a religious person, but also, you know, had some feminist topics, allowed the women's liberation movement to take over and, you know, let women have their their piece on the radio. And that's great. However, he also used women for his little vendetta against the church. He liked to wind up the church and he, and he while being religious, liked to piss them off. And I, I've known very many feminist men who don't give a flying fuck about women, but they use us when they want to upset the church. Bollocks to that. But he read the headlines, as he often did, of the papers for the next day. And what had just broken, somebody from Granard had contacted the Sunday Tribune. And the front page was 15-year-old girl dies giving birth and then he fucks it to the ground and goes nothing terribly exciting there that was his fucking response it was a seminal moment in Irish time, yeah and when he became the saint was when all these women wrote in to him because he was they were at home he was the person that he could write to they yeah, wrote letters radio shows well, yeah so they wrote letters to Anne Lovett saying that I, ga- I gave birth in secret all of these women and so he became the saint that gave them their voice but he's still a cunt that read that out on fucking on the, on the telly and just dropped it nothing terribly exciting here that, that happens non-stop. He, like, I mean, look how he fucking treated Annie Murphy when she was on the show. So this thing where we're supposed to bow and scrape to anyone who feels sorry for the poor girls, and when, especially when we're like Ashing Murphy, that's okay. But we forget that the ones that, that, aren't, that aren't perfect, the ones that aren't the lovely girls, the ones that are in some way stained in their moral character, we don't give a shit about them. Yeah, I've ranted about men. I don't hate men. I love men. I much prefer the company of men but I can't be friends with men unless I'm attached to a boyfriend who's friends with them because it's not safe because I get pals with them and then I get fucking creepy messages from them. So I realise I'll never be able to be friends with men. And that fucking makes me angry and it makes me sad and disappointed. But I'm also sickeningly disappointed with women because all of the women, through the thing with Ashing Murphy, for all the men saying not all men, there are women jumping in to defend and I don't like this. And there's two sets of women who do this. One set of women, either their husband or or their son, did something, was accused of something, or she suspects he will be accused of something. And I notice that with mothers of autistic sons, very quick to fuck women under the bus because deep down they're afraid it's likely to be their son. You always find out that, or there's the women who just treat all women as competition and the idea that you might have been assaulted means that you're more special and pretty than they are. They're fucking weird, but they do exist. And I'm disgusted because I actually think, I do think men that that carry on with the not all men shite, I think they genuinely believe that we're not surrounded by men who hurt us in, in, in different varying degrees, mm. but men who hurt women sexually, men who are predators. I de- genuinely think a lot of men don't want to see it because if they realised, I mean, there's not some fucking meeting of the stonecutters where you all have robes and there's only actually about 20 of them 
per city, but they all gather <laughs> together and they have a really good roster. Yeah. It happens all of us all the fucking time. So like it's it is it it's lots of men. It is lots yeah. of men. I I genuinely think some men are just too fucking stupid and unwilling to look at that because if they did realize it's lots of men, they might have to look at have I been a predator? Have I done something? They know they haven't gone around raping and killing women, but if they realized how normal it is and how mm. it's lots of people and how it's on every street in every estate, might not be every single house, but it's lots of them. Yeah. If they looked at that, they might have to look inside their own front door. And I do think that's why men are afraid to... to but I'm more disgusted with women because they know mm. every woman, it has happened to to some degree. Every woman has had reason to be scared. Every woman has been around a man who is acting on the fact that he knows that she's scared and is enjoying it. Every woman has been catcalled by grown men when wearing a fucking school uniform. And not every woman has been as vulnerable as I was. It's all the good men. It's the psychiatrists who made, who to a teenage me, made sexual advances. It's the psychologist to a child me who made sexual advances. It's the builder in a, in a psychiatric facility who made sexual advances to me in front of the woman who fucking ran it. Mm. And I was told, don't make trouble. He's doing us a favor. Mm. So it happens all the time. It's the fucking teachers that did it. It's, it's non-fucking-stop. So it is the nice men at your parties. It is the nice men that you wouldn't be friend, friends with, those kind of men. It fucking is. And there are constantly women telling you to shut up because they're being fucking handmaidens because we are doing well out of here. I somehow am benefiting from this man. I don't want you to attack him. Or I don't want you to attack to, to bring up the fact that this is happening all the time because I don't want to look at somebody belonging to me who I am attached to and benefit from. Mm. And it's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> I have a number of friends who get all cranky about this and I pull them up in it because I actually did an audit of my male friends all around the world and most of them are guys who I don't believe would do anything but there is a big but there's some there's, there's some who have there's mm. one guy who did despicable things to two of my female friends and all of his friends have just rode in behind him and said he's a great guy altogether and their wives have yeah to your point and he gets away with it twice yeah and that's only two people i know but apparently does it to lots of and maybe doesn't do it anymore maybe he's found his way but no apology or anything but i had to look at my coterie of mates mm. and gone there's probably about one in ten who you know there's other mates who've exposed themselves to women they've you know there's there are people out there who i know are dodgy when it comes to their relationship and how they handle and treat women yeah and that would apply in asia america australia here and you do have to look at yourself. Yeah. You know, you have to go. There's been times I've tried to snog someone, haven't been able to get anywhere. You have to know when to walk away from that. Yeah. There's been times when I got very cross with ex-partners who've been trying to drink and drive. And you know what I mean? So, yeah. But you have to analyze yourself. And a lot of people can't go there. They find it very hard to go there. Yeah. Or um, analyzing it even comes down to maybe I shouldn't have gone there with her. Yeah. Look, didn't harm her. But at the same time, yeah. I realize I made her uncomfortable. I probably did. And I shouldn't <laughs> have done that. You mouth off and you have opinions and you get up people's noses. But people have never told you to shut the fuck up as much as when you do it about violence against women. Yeah. And it's mostly women who tell you to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Oh, of course we don't 
don't agree with violence against women. It's just that women should always be the ones to step aside. I mean, if you look at every single war that's been started by men has played out on women's bodies. Rape is the number one fucking weapon of war. I'm all about... this week, by the way. I'm all about, like, climate change, and, and I know that you tend to be a bit stronger than me on that, and here's why. Here's one of the reasons, because when, when we started getting serious about climate change, that stupid dick Eamon Ryan started talking about how we're going to get rid of all the cars, and people said, well, hang on, we haven't got public transport everywhere. I mean, it's shit anyway, but what about down the country? And his response immediately was, do you know what his suggestion was? We should all carpool. Well, easy fucking knowing you're a man suggesting we should all carpool. It didn't even occur to him because this is a war against climate change. So that, okay, but that war will be played out in women's bodies yet again. So shut the fuck up because you're getting in the way, bringing that point up. You're getting in the way. You're making us uncomfortable. Shut up. Your other point about Ashley Murphy being this kind of blue-eyed Irish Colleen girl, you know, I, I was immediately brought back to Justine Valdez, who was a Filipino uh, girl who was uh, killed brutally by an Irish guy about three years ago. And I just was looking back through that and I saw there was 20 more women died mm. in that period. And we have a, we have one of the lowest rates of female yeah. de- deaths in, in, in Europe. But that's not, you know, that, that but some like, people point to that. Like, oh, so? That's, like, oh, know, what, we're murdering you less? How many people can die from COVID, you know? Oh, 10%. Yeah. And then know. the answer is, yeah, but more men get murdered than women. Yeah, but it's still men who do it. Yeah, yeah. So the issue is male violence. It's like the equivalent of when I talk about this, one of, pe- one of men's favourite things to say is, whether they're saying it to you or to me, but you get this thing of, oh, Darren just hates women, she's got issues. Oh, you've got daddy issues. Are you suggesting that I'm somewhat coloured in my vision due to having a lack of a stable, safe and secure male role model in my life and that's what makes me a feminazi that hates, hates men? So you're saying it's still men that's the problem, yeah? You get that's not quite the fucking gotcha that you think it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I also agree. I know, I know a dozen women who will be listening to this thinking that you're going too far. Yeah, you should be a bit but you know where we never do? Room. Here's the fucking odd one. This People won't fucking like this. You know when we never tell people to shut up? When it's sexual violence that happens to a man. In fact, when a certain man who experienced exactly the same abuse that I did told his female friends that he was setting out to torment me about my rape just to wind me up because he hates my anti-man shit. He set up to do that and everyone said, but look what happened to him. As if what happened to him is worse because he's a man. So why is it worse when a, when a boy is abused than a girl? And I asked myself, you know, which, what, why is that we, we can be forgiven for everything? And everybody just sat back and Duran's crazy. Duran's got, Duran's the problem here. But he fucking admitted what he did. But I'm supposed to have enough grace to feel sorry for him because the same thing that happened to me happened to him. So why is it worse when it happens to a boy? Let's figure that out. Is it is it homophobia? Is it the idea that, that it might be gay? That's why it's somehow worse when a man is, a boy is violated. Or is it that we think about what physically happened and we assume that a girl isn't violated in all the same ways that a boy is? And what if she's not? What if the physicality is that a boy is violated anally? Is that worse? Then I ask myself, why do all men nearly want anal sex with women? And we say it's because it's the one thing you go after so we're horrified by it we see that it's a greater violation because it doesn't matter when women and girls get attacked when it happens to a man it's the worst thing ever if it happens in a movie everyone talks about it it's never forgotten it's so much bigger than women and girls are raped and I go why? is it because it's gay? or is it because you're actually admitting that the fact that men are fascinated by the one sex act that they view as violation Mm. 
and you look at porn, look at everything within porn, but look at everything within porn. Look at the language, even if you ignore what the top searches are and what people want to do. Look at the language attached to every single video. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not some sort of anal fixation. If you looked at the psychosexual sexual Freudian idea of which stages they are, the anal stage, it's not about that because if that was the case, everybody in porn would look like your mummy because that's before you've played out the Oedipus complex. But they don't because everyone in porn looks like a child. Mm. People can watch porn and, I, and they might kind of go, here we go, she's going on a total fucking radical one. But I'm just, this is the fact. This is this is the world that we live in. And then I, I find no fucking home with feminism either because feminism seems to be set doing all its fucking work to say, we can cancel a man for making a misogynist joke, but we won't cancel a man within the movement who everyone knows is a fucking rapist. We'll, we'll shut the fuck up about that. We'll, we'll shite on about us being offended. Words offend us. Words that are sexed words. Like we, we're literally remu- removing the female sex as a political group and replacing it with gender, even though the female sex is the only way that we can name what happens to us. And if we can't name it, we can't fight against what happens to us. But we're all just shoving that aside so we don't hurt anyone's feelings and replacing it with gender. Hmm. That happens. We're all supposed to go, rah, rah, sex work is work. And isn't that very feminist? And you're a bad feminist if you don't agree with that. I don't hate women who sell their bodies. I hate the men who buy their bodies. I don't hate a woman who thinks that the only thing she has to offer the world is to sell her body. But I'm hateful by saying that's what she's doing. It fucking is. And I despise the men who buy them. Mm. I don't hate those women. I ask myself, what the fuck happened then that that's what they feel that they have to offer the world? And I'm furious. I'm furious with the fucking women who are handmaidens, who attack each other, who rip each other to shreds, who cover up for men, who, who, who use men as stepping stones and they, they on, the, on the pyramid of power they get higher by attaching themselves to certain men and protecting men doesn't matter who they fuck under the bus i'm furious because i have a child of each gender i'm furious that my son gets in more trouble when someone attacks a girl because he always gets involved that's when he gets in trouble because he knows that someone was picking on a girl i'm furious that boys come up to him and try to if he's talking to a girl they try to slag the girl to try and get him to not hang around with girls anymore and you can see it play out and he doesn't understand because he's just they're a person and he's he's angry and he's like why are they treating a girl that way that's what happens they're trying to embarrass him out of humanizing girls i'm angry that my daughter is just like me and she much prefers male company she always has the friends she wants are boys but she has learned that when she has those friends she can't trust them because they cross her boundaries and she's only just turned 11 and she's already learned that so so she's in for a lonely time because the girls won't accept her if, if she's not like them They'll fuck her under the bus in order to show off in front of the boys. And the boys that she wants to be friends with, she will be friends with. And she'll get really close to. And then she'll realise that they weren't safe either. So the best thing to do is to just curl up and be, be by yourself. She, I'm, I'm seeing that play out for her. Yeah, and uh, yesterday in Kilkenny, a, 13, a 17-year-old girl was out running uh, at midday. And she was attacked by a 40-something-year-old Irish man. So what is going to be done to change all of this, if anything? But how can we change it if we can't even agree that it's a problem? I think we can and it's, not it's a problem. I mean, I, I, I oh, think... no, but like, they're, no, it's, they're, they're terrible things that happen in isolated instances. They're not isolated. They're no, not I isolated. Mean, other... This is what happens when you, when I walk through an estate. Yeah. And it hap- and you don't, here's the thing, you don't, it's, oh, take a fucking joke. Well, we don't know. We don't know which one is good. We don't know. Yeah. But, but, but what I do know is that when a gang of lads shout at me from a car, even if they stop and they were having a laugh, they were still having a laugh at the expense, expense that I was afraid that they were going to rape yeah. me. Yeah. So why is that okay? And why am I supposed to get over it because nothing worse happened? Okay, do we have to wait until t- something terrible happens that I'm allowed to be upset? So what's the solution? 
I mean... And I, you know, yes, we have to accept that it's an issue, but I think that more and more people... Raise your sons better. Look at your own shit. Education, yeah. Education. Stop telling women and girls how to protect ourselves mm. and, and start telling boys, not that you're bad, but that this is happening. Like, lots of people went home and hugged their sons tight and went, oh, fuck, I hope that doesn't happen and told the girls to be careful and get pepper spray. I went home and I told my son because he found out in school and he was confused and he thought it was a teacher at his school. So I had to talk about this. And I reminded him, I said, how this starts now, we talk about this all the time. But what I want you to remember is at some point you're going to be 15 hanging around the shops. Did you know I went to the shops today and I was there at my friend and we were having a natter outside and twice we had to move because gangs of lads were shouting at us. Mm. And we're women in our 30s in our fucking tracksuits. This happens all the time. So what I want you to do is when you're out with your friends and you're smoking and being loud and boisterous because you want to be bold because you're a teenager and they start shouting at a girl and she'll laugh because she doesn't know what else to do. I want you to say to your friends, stop fucking shouting at women. You're making a tit of us. Like, th- that's what I want you to do. Don't shout at women. Don't don't take part in, in the fact that you're getting off on our fear. Mm. Don't do that. Obviously, don't hurt women, but it starts with that. Tell your mates, piss off. Stop. You're acting like a scumbag. Okay, well, I don't know whether I can add anything to that. I thought that was a very good summation of the anger that is out there. And I think it's totally deserved anger. And as you say, it's a broken record. So I think also the louder we shout about it, maybe the more attention that will be paid and the more things that will be put in place to stop from happening. But I mean, I think the biggest thing I see is Everywhere I bring it up, everyone I talk to, they all want to push it under the carpet and say it's not as big a deal as everyone's making it out to be. Everyone's anti it, but everyone is so angry when you won't shut up about it. Yeah, yeah. And usually it's clearly because of his girlfriend. Yeah, obviously it's a reason why you're particularly interested in these topics because you realise just what happens. Mm. You realise how bad it is by by my life experience. But it's, she's at him, she's crazy, let's attack her, she's crazy, yeah. she's this. And that's what we've no, always no, done. I mean, I've got history with this guy. Oh, before, I know, right? oh, I know. 20, but you notice that when you make noise about this, they try and tell you yeah. to shut up and go easy. And then it becomes, Darren's over the top, Darren's got problems, Darren's angry at men, mm. Darren's got... Do you notice how, let's make me crazy... Because when we couldn't get you to shut up, we'll say, okay, but it's clearly me getting to you. And she's batshit. She's insane. She's got issues. She's a nice girl, Sean, but she's got issues. And you're you're acting on that. Mm. Yeah, I do have fucking issues. I have issues as a response to the... I, I'm, I am maladjusted to a sick society. So yes, I am angry. And yes, I'm not crazy, but I'm fucking furious. Yes, I do have issues. I am maladjusted to a sick society. And I'm quite concerned that not everybody else is. I think we'll leave the podcast on that anger and uh, let everyone listening let it sink in and have a think. And if you want to write to us or you've been affected by anything that you've heard today, there's a link on the blurb of the podcast, which hopefully Facebook won't ban. See you next time.